I would assess do I have an intro, a conclusion? Do I have my main points? What's my theme, right? I'm constantly ass- assessing it, constantly, because that's how you get better. But if you think you've arrived, you've begun your decline. I'll say that again. If you think you've arrived, you have begun your decline. And, you know, you can be great. You can be good. You can be great. But why not be world class? Hey, it's Emily here, and I am so grateful for you tuning in to this episode. From building and maintaining a nine-figure sales organization to speaking around the globe and now creating the It's Emily Lifestyle blog, thank you for being a part of my journey. My mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the skills, the encouragement, the tactical strategies, and inspiring stories while we continue to become purposeful entrepreneurs and leaving a positive impact in each other's lives as we're called to do so. So with that being said, it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. So let's dive in. It is time to learn how to become a better presenter, a better speaker. Are you ready? Grab your notebooks, get ready to digest all these little golden nuggets. I came up with 10 ways that I believe you will become a better speaker, a better presenter if you follow these 10 tips. Now, there is so many other Uh, avenues I can go. I can go way deeper with this, which I do in the It's Emily method when we really talk about presenting with prestige. Okay. But I'm giving you just some golden nuggets right here. And you know, maybe you already are a speaker. Maybe you already are presenting. Maybe you've been presenting uh, your business opportunity. Maybe you've been pitching people for a long time. But what I have found is there's always room for improvement, right? Um, And sometimes we get a little lazy and maybe you've gotten a little lazy during uh, the pandemic and you know maybe you've only been on Zooms, you kind of gotten out of practice if you will um, when it comes to presenting or maybe you've recently switched careers and Maybe, uh, you know, you were a nurse by trade, but now you are going into the entrepreneurial route and you're realizing, oh my gosh, I need to present myself. I need to present my product, my service. I need to learn how to speak. I need to learn how to communicate more effectively. Now that I'm switching gears, uh, maybe it's kind of foreign territory for you, or maybe you're like the majority of people that speaking is truly one of their worst fears, okay? Um, That is a huge fear for most people. And I just want to remind you that when you do anything new in life, right, Um, when you don't have practice with it, when you don't have uh, a system with it, when you don't have the skill set with it, it's often, you know, it's just very normal to either avoid it. Okay. Maybe you have somebody else take the stage because you're just so in your head about it. Uh, But the only way that you're going to break through is if you learn how to be a better communicator, if you learn how to become uh, a better trainer, a better speaker, 
And that is really how you grow. And that's how you gain more confidence. And so many people say to me, oh my God, Emily, like how, like, did you get training? Did you do this? And I, you know, I've had a couple people along the way, give me some pointers. Of course I have. Um, but I believe that, you know, I've gotten to the skill level I'm at when it comes to speaking is because I've literally put in the work. I've put in the practice. Okay. If we were to have a video on me from when I was 23 years old at the front of the room, you'd be hearing ums. You'd be seeing me, you know, question myself a lot when I'm communicating. You would you'd look at and see a hot mess. You would. Okay. And not what you see today. And there's different areas and different levels you can go with speaking, but these tips are going to give you just more confidence when you craft a talk, whether it be a 20 minute talk, even a 10 minute talk, uh, maybe a 60 minute keynote. Maybe you want to become a speaker. Maybe you are doing it on a Facebook live, which is a great place for you to practice. Maybe you're recording podcast, you know, it all kind of goes together. And so point number one, tip number one is to frame work it out. Okay. So what do I mean by that for your framework? Well, first of all, when you look at a talk, you should have a subject. Okay. What is the the major point that I want people to walk away with? Do I want people to walk away with learning how to become more confident? Do I want people to walk away with learning how they can sign up for a business opportunity and that it's possible for them? Do I want people to walk away with some um, major health tips? Do I want people to walk away with, you know, one, one action step? Like when I'm training, you know, there's oftentimes where I could train on a thousand things and I could take people all over the place, but I want them to have one thing, one through line, one theme that when they walk away from my 20 minute talk that they've taken their precious time to listen to, I want them to have a, a great idea, understanding, uh, of what they can, apply to their life. Okay. So when I say framework it out, I want you to memorize your intro and conclusion. Okay. So typically when I write a talk, I always have an intro. I always have a conclusion and then I have three main points in between. Okay. Sandwich it out. So this is very basic speaking stuff, but I have found when I listen to people, on lives, when I listen to people sometimes on stages, they're all over the place, right? And, you know, it's almost like if we were to get in the car right now, I live in, in Las Vegas, if we were to get in the car and, you know, you didn't tell me you were taking me to the strip, which is about 20 minute drive, I, I wouldn't know where we were going. I wouldn't know, are, like, what are we doing? Are you taking me to Red Rock? Are you taking me to the Venetian? Are you taking me, are we, are we going to go to California? Are we going to drive to California? Where are we going, right? And so a lot of times when people speak, they don't tell people where they are going. They don't tell people where they're taking them. Okay. So you want to begin with the end in mind. You want to have, you know, your intro and in your intro, or even when you're, when you're taking your intro and then you're now transitioning into your three main points, you want to say something like in our time today, you're going to discover, you're going to discover effective ways how to better communicate with your audience in our time here today. Right. And so you let people know 
where they're going. But frameworking it out is key. So anytime I go to write a talk, whether again, whether it's 20 minutes, 60 minutes, I take a, a piece of paper out and I write theme up at the top. So what's the theme? And then intro, three main points, conclusion. So if I'm going to train on how to effectively sell your products on social media, right? I'm going to start with my intro, probably tell a story around it. Story's good. Jokes are good. Something captivating, a hook, right? And then the three main points, what am I going to teach you today? Attraction marketing. I'm going to teach you content creation. I'm going to teach you to go live. Okay. And then we're going to conclude. So what are your three main points? And if it's shorter, like meaning, okay, we might have literally 20 minutes. I'm probably not going to have three main points, 10 minutes. I'm probably not going to have three main points because it's better for me to have one main point and dive deeper. Okay. So this is, this is major, major, major to to not only have framework, but to also memorize it. So I look at this like skiing, going down a mountain. You know, I'm hitting my, my markers. Those are going to be my points. Those are going to be my intro, my conclusion. So when I'm speaking, it's, it's not like I'm memorizing an entire speech. I just know my points and my conclusion. And that is going to help you immensely when it comes to writing speeches. Hope you, hope you get that. Okay. So number two, eliminate anything that doesn't clearly support the point. Okay. So eliminate anything that doesn't clearly support the point that I'm trying to make. Maybe I go off on a tangent. Maybe there is a, a point that completely doesn't really drive home what I'm trying to get across. It just, it, it's so out of left field, you know? Um, so keep the main thing, the main thing, in other words. We don't want, to, we don't do 10 things. We don't want to take them 10 different places. And then you just leave them feeling like, what the frick was that? Like, where did we just go? It went every which way. It's almost like, again, if we were to get in the car and drive, it it's like, why did we end up in California? I thought I moved from California. Okay, it's kind of a joke. Okay, but why did we end up in California? I, I thought we were going to go to the Venetian, right? So you, again, you want to tell them where you're going and trim the fat. So initially, when you're in your initial phase of crafting a talk, a speech, you want to brain dump. You want to get it all out of your head onto paper. And then from there, that's when I start to take things out, keep things in. I'm like, this doesn't really make sense. This isn't supporting what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to get across. And I call this trimming the fat. For my long-winded friends, we need to trim the fat because we want to say a lot. Okay. All right. Number three, record yourself and practice in front of people. Practice, practice, practice. Now, this isn't about being a robot or being insanely scripted. However, if you're going to be giving a presentation, let's just say you're in network marketing and you're giving the opportunity presentation, you're going to be giving that a lot. You're going to be saying this a lot. Why not become masterful at it? I think it's funny 
when people say, I want to transform my life, I want to learn a business, I want to be all in, but then when it comes to learning the actual sales pitch, they never practice it, which is crazy because that's 80% of the business is bringing in new members. A lot of businesses that are listening to this right now, it's your customers or that are either buying products or services from you, right? So you want to have a sales pitch. You want to have a presentation that is crafted, well-crafted, well thought out that you've practiced. And yes, at first it'll be, it'll be hot mess express time, but the more you do this, the better it gets. And so if I'm giving a keynote, like at, at the moment that I'm recording this episode, you know, I do, I have a, a few different keynotes. I'm speaking at a women's event at the end of the month. Um, I'm speaking uh, at another entrepreneurial event. I am doing a lot of different speaking things now and not all the talks are the same, right? And so I'm always spending time, a great deal of time practicing. So that way, when I hit the stage, when I hit the mic, when I'm ready to go, the speech is in me and I've already memorized my framework. So that way I have more confidence. I have more confidence. I'm going to say this over and over again. I have more confidence. This is how you become a more confident speaker by knowing your material. Okay. Know your material and practice and record yourself. And why this is powerful is you can see how you show up. You can see how you communicate. You can see how many times you say like, um, and all those other things, right? You can see, and it really, you know, for a lot of people I coach, they're like, I don't want to watch myself. I don't want to listen to myself. And I get that because I'm very similar. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I got into my friend's car and they were listening to one of our episodes and I was like, okay, can we just shut that off? Cause it's kind of weird. I don't want to hear myself, but in reality, it's really good to hear yourself. It's really good to have someone record you at an event and then you sit back and, and analyze and not to pick yourself apart, but just to see what you can improve upon. And also if you're struggling with memorization, you can even have the audio of you talking. Maybe you're, you're playing that, the music of, of your house in the background is you giving that speech because you're just trying to memorize it. You're trying to let it seep into your soul, knowing when you actually give the speech, unless you're memorizing it verbatim, you're not going to be a robot. It's going to be more in you. It's going to be just so much more fluid. Number four, don't become a slide freak or data freak. <laughs> Wow. I will tell you, uh, when I am not as confident with material, that's when I want to have a bajillion slides and slides have their places. Uh, it's really great to have a slide photos. Uh, it creates a very engaging presentation. Some of you, you, you need to show stats, facts, and figures to close your deals. You need that data, but too much data, too much numbers. You're not going to connect to the person. You're not going to connect to the heart of the person. It's just going to be just too many numbers and people, they don't buy the numbers. They buy the feeling. They buy people, buy feelings, people buy solutions. So you don't want to get too bogged down with having your presentation, your speech 
just be owned by all these slides. And then it's just like, click, 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 click. And you're just so into the slides. And again, I love slides. Don't get me wrong. But when there's too much material, it takes away from you. And I have often found, and I've been guilty of just putting too much material in there. So then I rushed through my actual presentation. I don't let the points simmer. I don't let it land. You're always in a rush. So don't become a slide freak or data freak. Just use it when you need to use it. And then I'll also say with slides, if you're a beginner speaker, it is a nice security blanket. It's really, it is a nice security blanket. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It really is. Because if you forget, if you um, blank, because sometimes your mind will blank out. I do certain things before I go on stage so this doesn't happen. Um, but if you're not in a good place, if you just, if, if it's fear that takes over, you know, all the emotions that God gave us, uh, having slides is a nice little security blanket. So that can be, those can be your markers too. Think about that. Just not too many. Okay. Number five, know the environment. Know your environment when speaking. What do I mean by that? If you are speaking at an event, get there early. Ask if you can walk on stage. You know, I've done speeches in front of 130,000 people in an arena with Zooms everywhere, multiple cameras, kind of a different floor where if you're wearing heels, your feet can stick to the carpet, right? Just different stuff. Where am I looking? Where am I pointing? Where is my, uh, my confidence monitor? Is there a confidence monitor? Which is, that's when they give you notes when you're speaking. What are my slides? Is it, is it is my current slide? Is that which one, what's on the TV? Can I even see that? You know, so it's really important to go even, you know, when we're in person, the lights, I mean, when you get in arenas, it's bright. It's in your face and you don't want to walk out on stage squinting. You don't want to walk out on stage tripping over your heels. Maybe you need to make a shoe adjustment. Men, you're probably laughing, but you know, it's true for women. It's a big thing. So know the environment sound. Are you going to get a little bit of an echo? I remember one of the first times I, w- I had the mic on a big stage and I was like, whoa, I'm talking, but it's kind of delayed. I can't really hear myself. It was weird, right? So know your environment. And what I would also say to know your environment is, is definitely know your audience. Know your audience. What kind of audience and group are you walking into? When I walk into groups that are, you know, within my company or, you know, within the network marketing space, it's very comfortable for me because I know that they're into personal development. But when I'm training realtors that have never seen me before, when I'm training uh, executives that have never seen me before, you know, I, I need to know my audience. I need to know what they're going through. So when anytime I'm preparing for a speech, whether it's a paid speaking gig or I'm, I'm showing up um, to speak even on a Zoom, I always like to ask, who is my audience? Who am I talking to? Because I'm going to be able to really craft a much better speech, knowing the environment and what are, what's before me even, what's after me. You know, is someone taking them through a transformational experience? Are they going to be wore out? Maybe 
you know, I should do something more uplifting then. So just knowing your environment is massive. Number six, take long pauses. Slow down when you're talking. You're not an auctioneer. You're not an auctioneer. You're not, you know, and and this is when people talk super quick, it's often a, a kind of shows some insecurity. Maybe they are a little nervous, right? So you want to slow down and let it marinate and, and, and have different cadences in your talk. I mean, if you hear me talk, sometimes I'll get super intense and animated and I'll talk kind of faster, but then when I'm giving you my point, when I want it to resonate, I'm slowing down. Okay. There's a great saying with, uh, the Navy SEALs teams, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And don't run to your death and don't run to your death. That's what they say. Don't run to your death. Nothing shows nerves more than racing through your presentation. Nothing, nothing shows nerves more than racing through your presentation. If you want to impact the audience in a meaningful way, which I'm sure you do, okay, make sure they actually hear what you're saying. Slow it down. Slow it down, but not too slow. Don't put me to sleep, okay, but slow it down. And so as you become more of an experienced speaker, you'll you'll learn how to have faster moments you'll learn how to have slower moments you'll learn when you should do that voice and fluctuation all that good stuff okay but this is even if i was in a presentation with two people a hundred people it doesn't matter you want your key points to land to hit number seven use humor and emotion have fun take people through a journey tell stories I love telling stories using emotion, bringing people back to a story that, that is a game changer, that, that'll shift their soul, it'll shift their state. But I also like to make people laugh. It's fun. It's entertaining. Number eight, it's not about you. This speech, believe it or not, this talk, this presentation is not about you. It's about your audience. It's about your audience. So again, it comes back to my point of what do you want them to walk away with? What does she need to learn? What do you want her to know? So whenever I craft a speech, when I get ready to communicate, I want to know what is it I want them to leave with? What are they going through? And how could I articulate a message that will get them into action, that will help them understand, that will help them grow? It's not about me. It's, it, it, it's definitely not. It's, it, I'm there to serve. I'm the vessel. I am the vessel. Right now, I am the vessel. I am simply communicating to you the message that I've received from for me it's god and i am the vessel and i am using him to speak through me to you and this is my message and it's not about me i'm just the one delivering it 
So sometimes when people communicate, it's all about them. And it's great to tell people stories about your life. It's great to let people in. You hear me do that all the time. I'm constantly taking you through my evolution. And that's just a part of my personal brand. And that's beautiful. But it's definitely not all about me. And people can tell if a talk is all about the person they're listening to. And they will tune out. They will absolutely tune out. And they will not resonate. So you want to make it all about your audience. And that's like a golden tip. If you do feel nervous and if you feel like you're living in your head is to really go back. And I do this. I go back to who am I about to communicate with? And I put myself in their shoes and I, and I really allow myself to feel what this could mean to another human being. And when I do this, it completely takes away the the ego driven what are they going to think of me? You know, the do I look good enough? What if I don't sound right? It just takes away all those thoughts that are not serving me and I go into service mode and it it actually motivates me more to just speak from my heart and to be fluid and be like water versus, you know, it's all about me. What are they going to think of me? Blah, 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 you know, and, and, and just getting in your head. And when you go to service, I promise you, your frequency will change when you live in that type of state, especially when speaking, especially when speaking. Number nine, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? What is this appearance? Okay. Um, and I love this topic because as many of you know, I'm a total style queen. I love style. I love it so much. Um, but my gosh, sometimes I see people at events and I'm like, who dressed them? No. And I mean that in a way of not about brand, not about how much was it. That's not what I'm saying. It needs to be appropriate for the event. I have been to so many speaking events where they look like they are about to go get on a stripper pole. And listen, I love being sexy. I love being feminine but there is time and a place for everything. And this is where I'm going to might tune some of you out. I might offend some of you, but guess what? I really don't care because I'm giving you coaching advice right now. If you want to be seen as a professional, then dress the part. Now you may be at a different event where it's like all the women, it's, it's, it's going to be different. Maybe it's a retreat and, and, you know, everyone's wearing belly shirts and it's a completely different event where that's appropriate. But if I'm on a stage communicating with men and women, I really prefer to be polished and to be professional. Now it doesn't mean that I'm not sexy. It doesn't mean that I don't have my own essence and style because I absolutely do in all that I do, but it just means it's appropriate. If I'm sitting on a stool, am I going to wear a skirt that is super short 
that makes even the audience uncomfortable, depending on how I cross my legs, you know, and even talking about appropriate clothing, (laughs) there's certain times where they have to mic you up and, you know, it's like, where do I put the microphone? Where do I put, and, and granted, I've had that happen. It's like hilarious because I'm like, I'm not wearing a bra with this dress. Are you kidding me? Some of my speaker friends are laughing right now because you know how this is. Um, even when it comes to earrings, if I have a microphone on, I cannot wear long earrings. I have to take that out because otherwise it's, it, the microphone's going to pick it up. So your clothing, be comfortable. I would also say if you aren't someone who wears heels that likes to dress up, I, I just give you advice. I would go for more of a blazer suit because I want you to be comfortable when you're on stage because I, again, I've seen so many people wear clothing that maybe it looks good, but they're clearly not comfortable in the clothing they're wearing. So that's translating now through camera, through audience, through through all of it. It's screwing up their speech because they are literally like, oh my God, if I make the wrong move, I'm going to fall because I don't normally wear these kind of heels. So if you're going to do the heel thing, wear them around the house, do the dishes with them. Okay. You may just get some hot sex, just saying, right? Like literally wear it around and make sure that you feel comfortable. Wear it around, make sure you feel comfortable. If not, just don't do it. Just just don't. I've presented before in high tops. I, I just did a, a, a deep seminar with my, my greatest friend, David Wood, master trainer, world-renowned trainer, and I was in Europe. And I did the first session in really cute heels. But then I knew that all the rest of the day, I was going to be in the crowd. I'm going to be doing interventions. I'm going to be doing deep work. I do not want to be concerned about my feet that are screaming at me. I am there for my people. I am there for my audience. I'm there to transform people, not to be concerned about what I look like. Did my cute Kermit green shoes look balls with my blue tailored suit? Of course. But I also knew that I'm not going to be able to perform at a high level if my feet feel like they're going to fall off. So I put on my sneakers and rocked it out. And so these are just little things that, you know, it may seem like, why are we talking about this? Because it's necessary. It is absolutely necessary. Okay. Show up, play the part. And the fun part about having a personal brand, if that's what you're building, is it's whatever you want to make it to be. You know, you see Tony Robbins doing all day events in sneakers, shorts, and a black shirt. That's awesome. But he's, he has literally, you know, designed that as a part of his brand. Now, if he's going into more of an hour keynote, you may see something different, right? It just depends. So what are you wearing? Guys, what are you wearing? You want to level up, dress up. You want to level up, dress up, even on a Zoom, put on a blazer. Who cares? Maybe you just have your underwear on underneath. But what people can see is what matters. And then number 10, ask for feedback. Ask for feedback. Maybe not initially after your talk. If you're going to give a talk and your nerves are revved, even if I go do TV, 
I don't want to sit and analyze it the minute I walk off a set or the minute I walk off a stage. I want to feel good about it. But I would say a day later, two days later, no more than three days later, you want to ask for feedback. Okay. Constructive criticism. People that fluff me up constantly, although I love them, I appreciate them, I feel that support immensely. Okay. That doesn't really make me level up. What makes me level up is when people that I have asked to mentor me, people that I really value their opinion, when I ask them for feedback and they give me real feedback. Okay. And maybe they, you know, this is what you did good. These three things, here's a couple things you can improve upon. And that's when you start to see yourself really grow. Because if you don't assess anything, if you just think you're this great speaker and you just, you know, this is what happened to me. You know, I, I did well in business. So inadvertently with business is also in my profession speaking as well, the person at the front of the room typically makes the most money. And so I started to do well in business. So all suddenly I was on stage being interviewed or being asked to talk. And, you know, I could have easily just been like, oh, my story's good enough. I did well. So however I say it is good enough. But for me, that's not good enough. I want to be great. I want to be a great communicator. I want to learn how I can really communicate with other people at such a different level. I want to gain more confidence in it. And so I went to work on my personal speaking. I would watch YouTubes. I would assess, do I have an intro, a conclusion? Do I have my main points? What's my theme, right? I'm constantly assessing it, constantly because that's how you get better. But if you think you've arrived, you've begun your decline. I'll say that again. If you think you've arrived, you have begun your decline. And, you know, you can be great. You can be good. You can be great. But why not be world-class? Just saying. So assessing, asking for feedback, All these things will help you become a better speaker. Now, I just gave you 10 tips. I could go on and on and on, which I do in my Presenting with Prestige program within the It's Emily method. So if you want more, find stuff there. Or if you're like, I like this topic, can you dive even deeper? Please send me a message. Let me know what you'd want to hear about. Because like I said, this could be like a 10-part series because there's so much with speaking. This is just some of your basic tips. So give it a go. Give it a try. Give it some thought and go out there and learn how to be a better communicator. Because when you learn how to be a better communicator, your message translates, your impact is greater, and you ultimately have way more confidence in whatever it is you're trying to communicate, whatever point you're trying to get across. So have fun with it and have fun. Bonus tip number 11 is have fun. Have fun because it shows when you're having fun and people can feel it. And your energy is so much better if you're having fun, even if it's a serious topic. God bless. I'll talk to you soon. I'm so grateful you've listened all the way through as that right there, my friend, says a lot about your commitment to your personal empowerment. 
If you truly found value in this podcast, then screenshot this podcast right now, put it on your Instagram stories and tag me at it's Emily, as I'd love to see you taking that step to empower others. Remember to also go leave a comment on what your biggest takeaway was from this episode on my most recent post on Instagram. Within two hours of this podcast dropping, we always pick two random winners every Sunday and gift each winner a $50 Amazon gift card. Lastly, it means the world if you take just 10 seconds to share the same takeaway in the review section on iTunes as it really helps amplify this podcast to more people. Remember to always spread light, spread love, and pay it forward, my friends. I believe in you. Thank you.